Com. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Just past five after the hour of 11 o'clock, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, we've got an hour to go. Well, to be precise, 50 minutes or so to go. Claxon's Barbecue, give four of you an opportunity in about 40 minutes uh, to win some barbecue from Claxon's. In about 20 minutes, we will talk to Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com. I saw you and Dave Sproul. Well, I know it's Dave Sproul. I didn't see Dave. I assumed he's on the phone you two chatting a pity party i'm assuming for your, your <laughs> through dirt over your minnesota twins we don't even have to do doing? that anymore you did that last week yeah, yeah. hello dave sprow how are you well i'm okay but a little disappointed considering we're now a day and a half into the name image and likeness uh hmm. you know era and not one company has reached out to me on social media you're kidding I had a single cameo request yet i'm very i'm very disappointed i i didn't realize i was this unpopular well i i'll say this you did get some tv time yesterday at least the microphone <laughs> you were holding did uh, the 1430. Yeah, I always make sure of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you did well. You you know exactly <laughs> where to place that bad boy. Uh, so you were there, uh, TJ Otzelberger, and a number of the newcomers. Uh, who did I see uh, was part of it? Uh, Kalsher, uh, Kuntz, the kid, the big kid from uh, Washington State. Uh, Blake Henson, uh, he was interviewed as part of it. So, you know, let's start with TJ Otzelberger. Uh, when he met the media that assembled, uh, what was your takeaway from that? Uh, nothing that you wouldn't expect them to say at this point. Uh, just, you know, they're in the preliminary stages of getting everybody together. This is almost, you know, a whole new team really, uh, from, from last season. And, you know, the summer workouts are a chance for everybody just to get back into shape and kind of work out some of the combinations and some of the chemistry and see how these guys interact with each other on, on the court in maybe some scrimmage situations or, you know, working on some specific skills or plays and practice, things like that. So nothing really earth-shattering coming out of that, but just uh, kind of in that process, uh, in kind of early in that process of just getting this whole team integrated together. Something surprising to me yesterday, because, well, frankly, I just forgot about it, Isaiah Brockington, yeah. the transfer mm-hmm. coming in from Penn State, withdraws his name from the NBA draft. Dave, I forgot he even had his name in there still. Yeah, I don't know if I so much forgot about it uh, or never knew about it, to be honest. Yeah. That one uh, definitely slipped, slipped past me. And credit, you know, Michael Swain at 24-7 for, for finding that story, and I read his, his article on it. And so apparently the timeline is that he, when he initially decided to transfer from Penn State, he also declared for the draft, then decided to come back to Penn State, and then later decided he would transfer after all, but all the while kept his name in the draft process. And there was a quote in that article, too, and I don't know when that quote was was given but he rockington himself said he was really strictly for evaluation purposes he just wanted the feedback wanted to know what he needed to work on in order to make himself a better draft prospect and you can't blame a kid for for wanting to do that the goal is always to get to the highest level possible and uh i, I think any kid is smart to, to take advantage of whatever opportunity they can get to get feedback uh from nba scouts and coaches or what whatever they're allowed to make contact with during that period so yeah i i didn't expect to see that i Either didn't know about it or forgot about it, uh, but uh, probably just, you know, in the whole scheme of things, just a a small ripple to the storyline there. 
Yeah, I'm anxious to see him fit in. Um, you know, I get it's July the, what was it yesterday? July the 1st, Canada Day. How could I forget? <laughs> but you know, Dave, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, listening to Kalsher speak, um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's been around Big Ten battles, right? Uh, and, and now coming over to it, to a new program and as an upperclassman and seemingly, very quickly taking over, at least I get the sense, taking kind of leadership role on that team. I'm cautiously optimistic that this team, like I don't know if they're going to win the conference or be in the top three, but I have got a feeling we're going to be talking about postseason contention uh, with this group of guys that have come together, um, you know, transferred into the program, not going to spend a lot of time in Ames, but perhaps a really meaningful season lies ahead. Uh, too optimistic on my part? Maybe just a little bit. Uh, I, I tend not to get carried away. I try not to let myself get carried away a little bit uh, with that because we haven't seen these guys at all on the court together, and we won't until, uh, what, October, November, whenever that is. Um, so I'm trying to maintain some, some cautious optimism of my own. And, you know, when I look at the season ahead, I think if this Iowa State team can play in the middle of the pack of the Big 12, that's going to be a success mm-hmm. considering it's year one under T.J. Alpelberger and all these guys coming in are new. And then you're really laying the foundation for the following season because all these, if I'm not mistaken, all these transfers have at least two years of eligibility yeah. left thanks to the super senior. waiver from the NCAA right. yeah, due to the COVID, and you'll have super seniors a couple seasons down the road. I, I think this team is probably more talented top to bottom. Uh, the, the challenge for T.J. Altelberg and his staff is just getting those pieces to fit together in the right way. There's some versatility in nearly everybody on that roster and they like what they're seeing out of Tyrese Hunter uh, coming on campus now as a true freshman. And uh, Kalsher, as you mentioned, is a guy who it sounds like from, from Otzelberger's comments and from some of what he said yesterday, that he is a guy willing to step up and be that veteran leader. And he's been through some battles in the Big Ten. And, you know, it's a different style of playing the Big 12, but you still need that kind of leadership and toughness to survive the, the grind. So I think there's reason for optimism. I'm not sure if top of the Big or, or top half of the Big 12 optimism is warranted at this point, but maybe middle of the pack uh, mm-hmm. Big 12 optimism uh, would be something that uh, feels realistic to me. And even sixth or sometimes seventh place, that's good enough yeah. to be an NCAA tournament team as good as the Big 12 is year in and year out. With that, uh, Dave, contract details released this week. Travis Hines had it over at the register in the Ames Tribune. Your takeaways from it, some interesting verbiage Different, in there, yeah. including if the athletic director, Jamie Pollard, leaves, all of a sudden – that amount of money that would be owed to Otz if he left gets cut in half. Yeah, it's interesting how that works. And I think Matt Campbell has a similar clause in oh, his really? contract as well. Uh, and it's just, it kind of gets back to that trust relationship, first of all, between an AD and a coach. Uh, you want that there. And we know anytime there's a change in at the athletic department, uh, whatever school you want to talk about, particularly at major conferences, well, if there's any sort of question about a coach's status, that becomes even more pronounced because there's, you know, the new AD comes in and the, the classic saw is they want to put their own stamp on the, uh, on the, the hires. And actually you can go back, those of us with long enough memories to go back when Jamie Pollard first got to campus, there was changeover in football and, and basketball within his first year uh, at Iowa state. So we've seen that before. And so if Jamie Pollard decides to go elsewhere or retires or whatever, there's a change in AD at Iowa state. That puts guys like Campbell and Alphaburger and the other coaches in a, something of a precarious situation, or at least more so than what they're experiencing now. Any athletic director would come in and probably want to try to keep Matt Campbell around for as long as possible, for sure. 
But he's built up that relationship with Jamie Pollard. Otzelberger has that relationship with Jamie Pollard. So if there's a change there, there's a certain reassurance for coaches to know that they'll have that option and it'll be a less expensive option to go elsewhere. Uh, Dave Sproul, 1430 on the AM Dahl KASI in Ames, Story County. That's where uh, Iowa State plays in Story County. Uh, Blake Henson, uh, he, uh, you guys had an opportunity to speak with him yesterday. Has he, has it ever been revealed what kept him out? I know it was non-COVID related. Why he didn't play last year when he transferred in from Old Miss? This is a guy I think he's going to help. I thought he could have been a major, major, uh, help to this team last year that needed help. I, I'm looking forward to watching Henson play because I remember watching him in the SEC. Um, he's a couple of years older than that now. Do we know what it was? Uh, has there been, has it been revealed what kept him out? Uh, we do not. And, and during my time, at least with Henson, nobody asked directly what his illness was and, that's, I would consider it a rude question. So yeah, I, I agree. I it. agree. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but he did. He offered. You know, he said. You know, it was certainly in his best interest to sit out the season and gotcha. take care of that health situation. And now he's back. He got cleared back in or middle of June, I think it was, and he feels a hundred percent. He says he feels better than ever physically and health wise, as a matter of fact. And he also said he feels like this is the best team he's ever been a part of. That's saying a lot, considering mm-hmm. again they haven't played a game together yet, but. Obviously, the guys on the court are going to be pretty optimistic about what's ahead for them and, and when they look around at each other and see what's there. So th- th- those were some certainly interesting uh, comments from Henson. Uh, so it is reassuring to know uh, that he, he does feel good about himself. He's got the confidence in his health now to move forward and play. He looked great. You'd never know by looking at him, obviously, that he had any kind of health issue. Uh, he admitted, like you would expect, that it wasn't easy to, to sit out, but he said he did take that time to try to learn, you know, uh, as much as he could about uh, the, the game of basketball and, you know, draw what he could uh, from a sort of uh, intelligence quotient kind of point of view from the game of basketball. And he feels that probably helped him make a better player. And we'll see how it plays out. He's another guy that brings a certain amount of versatility to the floor for Iowa State. So he could be a starter. He could be a key role player coming off the bench. We could see guys you know, in various capacities, uh, moving in and out of the starting lineup as the season goes along, certainly, you know, at least in the non-conference schedule, and and so will be part of that mix. You're closer to the storm up there in Ames, so uh, fill us in what you're hearing on the NIL front, name, image, and likeness. Saw Brees Hall, he's on Cameo, Brock Purdy, he's got something going on too. Sean Foster signed with Barstool. There's a big one. Now that's, help me out with that. Isn't Mm -hmm. Barstool, I mean, I know what Barstool is, but aren't they... A sports book, too? Different part of the company, they, yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah, going to guess that's probably own... frowned upon, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a podcast network. I mean, that's what, that's it's, what it is. That's what it's built on. So, that's what it's so Barstool, as. are they with Penn Gaming? They are, yes. Okay. Yep. They're a uh, big connection. And they're not in the state of Iowa that right. I don't think. Illinois. They are in Illinois. And Sean Foster's from Illinois. Interesting. Hmm. But yeah, they, they were built on a podcast network. That's kind of what they're known as. It. This is going on. So what you're hearing up in names, though, as it pertains to NIL. Yeah, well, as of now, we don't really know what the specific guidelines that Iowa State has put into place, what policies they have. Outside of C.J. Otzelberger mentioned yesterday that the players are required to go to the compliance department and get approval before they move forward with these things. As quickly as these agreements have moved, I'm not sure if that exactly it's how it played out, but, you know, it's a scramble on these first couple of days to get everything figured out anyway. Uh, one of the interesting things I saw, too, the primary method I used to kind of 
monitor the athletes' uh, social media through Instagram, and there saw a number of football players who had uh, reached deals with a gaming platform. I guess the idea of this platform is to connect athletes with gamers, and that gets to you know where, where we are in these modern times. It's a huge platform for a lot of guys to get their names out there, become known, maybe get into that space down the road, mm-hmm. uh, as well as you know the, the platforms like Instagram or other social media, TikTok, and uh, you know, the cameos and things like that. So, yeah, we're seeing guys jump in. We're seeing guys who want to jump in, uh, maybe not getting that opportunity quite yet, but these are things that all need to play out as we go along. We're going to find out exactly what the market value is for each of these individual athletes. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, there is value there. At least for some athletes, there is value after we've been told for years and years and years. Right. Well, the value is is in the, the name, name on the front. Or school you want us the name on the front. That's where the value is. Yeah. Well, that was proven dead wrong within minutes yeah. uh, of the NIL era, and and so many of the other arguments against NIL were just proven dead wrong within minutes. And I'm not going to be shy about patting myself on the back about being right about a lot of those things because I've been advocating for this for years, and I'm, I'm glad to see it come to fruition. One of the biggest battles that Bob Dyer and I had when in our, he did not want this to come to to, to come to, uh, pass. <laughs> and I thought back then that they should. And this is when coaches were making a pittance of what they're making now. Glad they are. I hope they make as much money as they possibly can. So you're on vacation next week, Dave. Sproul, you want to share what you're doing? Oh, I'm just going to head up to uh, Minnesota, hang out with my folks, and uh, one of my favorite other Canadians, besides yourself, of course. Oh, thank Dan, you. Uh, my sister, who lives, my sister who lives in Calgary with her husband and their son, uh, she's uh, coming down to visit my folks for a couple months, and I think her husband and son are going to follow sometime in August. So, uh, you know, I got a lot of Canada in my life, and uh, belated Happy Canada Day to thank you, and all the other Canadians out there. Well, that's that's news to me uh, on a couple of fronts that uh, your sister lives in, in. I didn't think you could get across the border yet. Well, the, the policy is you can leave, but if you go back, you got to quarantine for two weeks. Now, uh-huh. there's hope, but the, by the time she goes back into Canada at the end of August, that that policy will end. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, she felt it important to come down, and it's been years, sure, a matter of years since she's had a chance to come down visit my folks and. Uh, for us to hang out together. So I'm really looking forward to it. And, and you know when they say that you have to quarantine for two weeks, they show up, they being the authorities, show up where they, you got to tell them where you're going to quarantine, and they're liable to show up, at least in the peak of this thing, and knock on the door and make sure that you are there and that you're you're following the quarantine level that you uh, uh, promised that you would do. So, well, good. That's good that uh, you're going to be able to see family like that. Are the twins going to be at home before the break? Will you even bother? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really too concerned about it right now. Maybe I'll try to get up for a game in the near future, or just to you know be able to go because it's still fun to go to games in general. But I'm not holding my breath. I'm just waiting to see when the trades start, baby. Uh, have a good vacation, Dave Sproul. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good to talk to you, Dave Sproul. KSI fourteen thirty on the AM dial fourteen thirty on the AM dial. KSI Dave Sproul. Good for him having a vacation, seeing some family. That's always fun, indeed. Got my big vacation coming up in August. So where are you going? Hawaii. You are. That's you pulled the trigger. Yeah, yeah. What, I told what, you this. You know, I knew you were. I don't think you'd pulled the trigger yet. Yeah, that we had saved up for our trip to Japan last year. Yeah. Obviously, that did not happen. Right. My wife's sister's taking her kids out there. To Japan or to Hawaii? To Hawaii. Yep. So, we bit the bullet. So, you got, uh, you got six days. All right. That's fine. 
Be a lot of Bama Bob <laughs> in August. <laughs> right? Yeah. Football, it's... <laughs> we're in July now. Mm-hmm. You said yesterday, I think it was, we're sports month It's on the, the longest sports month of the year. But you got football on the horizon and the, and the hard knock news today. Mm-hmm. Trent, four weeks from today, NFL training camps are full force. Full, fully open, away we go. We talked to Phil Steele today. We that did. means another one. Two weeks, we'll be off. recapping Big 12 media days and right. looking ahead to Big 10 media days. It just it is inching closer and closer. Yeah. I just saw there was an email that came across from University of Iowa Athletic Department about ticket sales. And they will have some single-game ticket sales that's going to be available, but they sold out of the three-game packages, the two different ones that they had, mm-hmm. the mobile pass that they have. They're selling out all these. Just the excitement. Just thinking about being in Kinnick against Indiana that first game, being mm. in Jack Trice week two. You know, just the buildup, the excitement. People have been clamoring for this. Iowa State got it on a small level last year, but then they weren't even able to go to the Fiesta Bowl. Right. That and was that- a blow. You New Year's six and you can't take fans. And it's now a they great got to Dallas. They, they did. did. They got yep. to the Big Twelve Championship. Yeah, I agree with you. It's but not everybody. If that would have been a normal year and it would have been their first appearance. Oh my! What's a realistic number that would have been in to Dallas? The for Fiat, or to, to, to the, Dallas to the Big Twelve. Boy, I don't know. Um, Twenty-five thousand. Yes. And for the Fiesta Might be Bowl, low. Trent, I think there'll be twenty-five thousand people in Las Vegas. Oh, I think that's for low. UNLV. I think that's low. Might be. I think it's going to be 35. It's going Good to be- luck getting a flight, folks, if you haven't yet. Yeah. Trent said yesterday, you checked Omaha? Omaha. And those, since I looked at it a couple weeks ago, I looked again after we mentioned it yesterday, those prices have gone up, have too. too. Got to look at Kansas City, maybe even Minneapolis. Might have, you know, have to go east to Chicago to get a flight out. But at that point, I mean, I know it's just you're just pain. biting the bullet. There's nothing worse. I get the fact you save a little money, but you land, and then you got to get in the car and drive three or four hours. Yeah. And I hated that part. Two hours, okay. Uh, now Omaha's not bad, right? right? Minneapolis, even I've done that. I think once when I, since I've lived here. Yeah, me too. Once did it when I lived in North Iowa. Of course, that made a lot more sense. But here, and that, and it's, I mean, by the time in your Edo Airport, so it takes a while to get back to your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it was in the winter time, and though it was covered, it's still cold, and you got some snow kind of residue. Oh, that is just, and then three and a half hours driving yeah. back. It's not like the vacations Scenic usually. I thirty five, right? Or stick your feet up in the air. You probably been boozing a little bit, not feeling your best, and you got to drive ahead of you. I, I'm with you. Eleven twenty five. Tom Cakert is next. Miller and Condon, twenty minutes away. Claxon's Barbecue, fourteen sixty KXNO, one oh six dot com. Trent Condon here for K Guard Leaf Free Gutter System. After wind took down a gutter at my house a few weeks back, I did the research and it pointed one way to K Guard Gutter System. The Manning Brothers are Central Iowa guys that grew up here and take pride in the work that they do. And that certainly showed at my home. Professional installation on most homes in one day. No more worries about clogged gutters. Contact K Guard Iowa today for a no cost consultation at 515 795 7069-795-7069 or online, KGuardIowa or Facebook. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at GraphiteGR. Back to Miller and Condon 
1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Miller County continues, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Now, I just heard from somebody at Legion Airlines got a, apparently they started Phoenix, a Phoenix route today. Okay. So you go Des Moines, Ve- uh, Voin, Vegas, uh-huh. Phoenix, uh, and then Vegas. on to Vegas. Uh-huh. Um, that makes sense. We'll see. So if you haven't got a ticket, uh, got a text, a buddy of mine got out there for 400 bucks round trip, but bought him two months ago. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Game ticket, 165 bucks. Um, good stuff. Folks still trying to get out there. Maybe 25000 is low. Mm-hmm. 25000 may be low. Let's get Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com in here. Hello, Tom Kakert. How are you? Tom? Doing well. Good. How are you guys? Doing well. Hey, before we get into Hawk stuff, how about Kofi Coburn uh, putting his name in the transfer portal, Tom? Um, I'd like him in Illinois. I mean, I know that Hawk fans are, are, are glad that he's seemingly hitting the road if he does stay in college. Um, what, what, what's behind that, Tom? Any idea? You know, it was weird because, like, last week he had said, um, you know, he's 100% in the draft and wasn't even thinking about anything else and da-da-da-da-da, and then all of a sudden he is, Tom? Yes? You know what? Oh, maybe headed to the bluegrass. Oh, my. Yeah. Makes Is that sense. the rumor? Well, the two assistants that left Illinois to go to Kentucky. Oh, my God. <laughs> connected dots yeah. there. Just what they need, right? Another big guy to help out. That Kentucky team is absolutely loaded. We know C.J. Frederick. I don't know how much Frederick's going to play there. Even Coburn. He's not going to be playing 35 minutes a game, that's for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. It's it's weird, but you know, price is probably right. You know, they got all that nil money down there. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's go to mm. nil and started yesterday with Jordan Bohannon right here. Made his way over to the fireworks stand over in Windsor Heights, and no, he was signing will he be autographs. One of the, will he be one of the student athletes when we look back at this? <laughs> they, whoever looks back at this fifty years from now, how will we remember Jordan? Will we will we remember him as one of the? You know, on the forefront of this, do you think? Tom? Yeah, I think he's probably going to go down as one of the guys that, uh, that um, you know, kind of pushed this, uh, pushed this change. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think definitely Jordan's going to be one of the guys that we, that we talk about uh, in those things. So, yeah. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I think Ken and I are both of the opinion right now. It's pretty jarring, and certainly jarring for people that didn't want to see something like this happen. But ultimately, within the next months, year, that is just going to be kind of part of the process, and it's going to be what you're used to. Again, a lot of these things, you know, the Instagram, the influencer type of part of it, it's not for us. It's not for Ken. It's not for me. It's not for you, Tom. It's for younger people, and for us that consume sports the way that we do, it's just not going to be that big of a deal. Do you see it that way? Yeah. I mean, I barely know what Instagram is. I barely <laughs> yeah. manage a Twitter account, so you know, or a Facebook page. Um, so I, I just—it's not for me. But you know, I know there are going to be a lot of other people who, um, you know, a lot of these. Um, you know, it's like the, the, you know, the people that they mentioned the most were like these two 
girls from Fresno Twins, State yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're big on TikTok. Yep. Um, I don't know what TikTok is. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I, I know what TikTok is, but I don't I, I don't have it. Um, I don't really have any interest in it. And, uh, and But they've got Boost Mobile, and they had a big mm-hmm. display in Times Square with these girls on there yesterday talking about their... They're they're on there, um, and the the gymnast from LSU, LSU yes, got mil- he's got millions of followers on Instagram and social, uh, you know, TikTok or whatever. And um, she's you know she's not a great gymnast. It's not like she's an Olympian. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's Simone Biles. Right. She's going to cash in big. You know, just how it's going to be. Caitlin Clark should too, Tom. Uh, what 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 what? Uh, where do you sure. see what path do you think she takes? to uh, monetizing uh, NIL uh, to the fullest extent that she can, and I hope she makes a boatload. But shouldn't she be in Des Moines next week having a camp? I mean, how many little girls in Polk County or the surrounding uh, in the Golden Circle are going to want to be a part of her camp? And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I think she's got a chance to make as much money maybe as anybody in our state. Nope. Lost he's time. had an awful connection. Yeah, we'll we'll try it on a different line. Yeah, I mean he's had a terrible connection. Something's going on with that. Uh, have the, we only get half of the answer. Dot dot dot. Yeah, I think Caitlin Clark's got a chance to make as, as much money as anybody. The football players, sure, a couple of them will. Men's basketball. Uh, Garza would have made money last year for sure. Bohannon, I have no idea what he got for uh, doing the fireworks yesterday and how many shirts he's selling. I hope he sells a boatload of them. He's taken a lot of arrows his way uh, as kind of the front person for this. So. Um, I hope he makes a boatload of money, but I think Caitlin Clark. I'm uh, back. Are good, to, good to have you back. Is Caitlin Clark going to be the uh, athlete from the state of Iowa that at least you know in the first couple of years of this has the chance to capitalize as much as anybody? You know, I I said uh, the other day that of current Iowa student athletes, the two people that are probably going to cash in the most, or I think are the most marketable right now for this, are Caitlin Clark and Spencer Lee. Mm-hmm. I don't really even think it's close. You know, I nobody from football's really emerged. There's no like go-to basketball person. All due respect to Jordan Bohannon and what he's doing, I don't think he has the, um, you know, the presence that a Caitlin Clark could have or that a Spencer Lee could have. I mean, could you imagine if Spencer Lee had name, image, and likeness in March when he did that <laughs> little spiel after yes. he won? You know, um, excuses are for wusses and threw out a shirt. Mm-hmm. You know? It's it's incredible how quickly those things and then capitalizing on it. You also have to have the persona. You have to have either some swagger on the floor, the quarter, whatever it is, and and you got to be able to do some things afterwards. We went down, had a little exercise earlier in the show today. What former athlete you know would be the most marketable? That would have made the most, and it's got to be a guy that's around. Brad Banks was great, but it was just for one season, and it very quickly moved on. Ken brought up Chuck Long, Tim Dwight, a local kid, and obviously the connection there. Any other names that pop out when you think of former guys that would have broken the bank or ladies at Iowa and what they would have been able to put together? Um, yeah, you know, we were kicking that around the other day. I was thinking about like Matt Roth. Oh yeah, maybe made some money. Goofball, you know, yeah. Doing some- Doing some things. Uh, Bob Sanders could have set up shop and sold Hitman 33 shirts outside oh of some place and, and made a lot of money. Pat Anger? Uh, doing that. Yeah. Um, local Luca, guy? obviously, last yep. year. Luca last year could have. Um, 
Uh, I'm trying to, you know, back in the day, you know, B.J. Armstrong could have mm-hmm. made some serious coin, I think. Uh, Roy Marble, too. I think those guys could have gotten gotten some money. Mm. Uh, Tom Kaker, Tom, you uh, told us uh, last week it was a big, big week recruiting-wise. Uh, did they see um, any reward from having all those people on campus? Yeah, they, um, you know, it was weird. One of the, the, maybe the most noteworthy commitment was a guy who actually wasn't even on campus last weekend, and that's uh, the quarterback Carson May uh, from Oklahoma, who um, had um, kind of waited and waited, and they finally offered him scholarship, and he wasn't part of the official visit group. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they finally offered him. He said he cried when he got the offer, hugged his parents, wow. and, now and committed the next day. So uh, the big commit they got so far from uh, the visit weekend was uh, Jacob Bostic, wide receiver uh, from uh, Palatine, Illinois. The six-two, um, you know, our Josh Helmholtz, who covers recruiting for rivals, compared him to Tyler Boyd um, at the same kind of level. So he's um, that's a pretty nice comparison when you think about Tyler Boyd being a guy who's been in the uh, NFL for several years. Yeah. So um, now they're just waiting on some other guys. Uh, Micah Riley Ducker, the, the tight end from um, the Omaha area, is going to be making his decision uh, July 7th. Uh, Christian Stokes, the defensive back, is going to be making his on July 10th. So May, a big quarterback, six foot six, not highly regarded, didn't have any big offers here, but. It feels like I was almost doubling down now on the real big, I mean, the Drew Bledsoe, Dan Marino type of quarterback. It's, we're not seeing Eric McCollum, you know, being recruited anymore. There's no more Marvin McNutts. There's back to Dan McGuire's. Yeah. It's, it's not even a Drew Tate, a guy that can move around a little bit. It's these statuesque quarterbacks. Is that just what O'Keefe likes? I think that's this. Hmm. Ken has a type. You know, we all have a type in life. <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> And, uh, and and Ken has a type with uh, with the big Nate Stanley kind of quarterbacks, and that's where I went right away with with Carson May was just like, boy, this is like Stanley, except a little bit bigger and a little bit thicker coming in. But um, you know, he's going to end up like Stanley. You know, Stanley is six four, six five, two forty when he left Iowa. I'm going to guess Carson May is going to be six five, two forty when he leaves Iowa, and. Um, doesn't have the arm that the, the kind of the, the the power arm that Stanley did, but um, you know, it's a little better touch. Um, but yeah, that's who I compared him to right away. It was just kind of a you know he's another Nate Stanley like quarterback. Speaking of Nate Stanley, all the Vikings preseason stuff I read says that he's in for a hell of a fight. Oh yeah, I mean they drafted Kellen Mond. Obviously, he's ahead of him. It's going to come down to him and Jake Browning. Um, I missed on Ricky Stanzi. Right. I thought Stanzi would have a nice career in the NFL. I was never sure about Nate Stanley. What were you going to say, Tom? I'm sorry. So I, so I, I, I talked to Nate on Sunday. He was at a at a charity event um, at a camp, uh, a camp that Jake Gervas was putting on in Davenport. So Nate was there and and just talked to him a little bit about the NFL. Um, he he doesn't he he I, I laughed I laughed with him because I said Do you miss us. And he goes, ah, not really, not really. <laughs> Never liked the media stuff. Yeah, you know, he sat down with Trent and I, Big Ten Media Days, mm-hmm. and I, I thought he was he was He's guarded, fine. but he was yeah, yeah, he was yeah, kind of vanilla if you think to it. Tom, get you out on this. Uh, yeah. You've done a fun podcast. You, Doctor really Lystico, Rob Howe, getting together 
and drafting the Ferentz era top players. So, who has the best team? Oh, I do, of course. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, it just goes without saying. You know, we, but we figured out though, because um, we did offense and then we did defense. We did two separate drafts. We didn't like do it kind of a combined thing. So, um, you know, Bob Sanders went one uh, for the uh, for the defense, and there was no debate about that. Right. Um, I always wondered who was going to go first in offense. Who and and it ended up. Uh, I had the first pick, so I had to make the decision who would go first. And I picked Robert Gallery, yeah. and everybody else kind of agreed with me. It's good building block. They're number it one is. too. Mm-hmm. It is plugging him in at left tackle and just leave him. What quarterback went first? Uh, I took Banks, but yeah. they went for a while. I, it was it was well down there. We because there's really only four quarterbacks, so you know you're going to get one yeah. of them, or you're going to sure. get you're going to get Banks, uh, Stanzi, Tate. Mm-hmm. Um, or Beathard, yeah, you know. So there's only four of us, so there was no real rush to get a quarterback because you know you're going to be comfortable with one of those four. Uh, so, Drew Tate um, when he got his block knocked off. Or was that Michigan? Where we lost his hat? Michigan, yeah, yeah. And Michigan. just watching Beathard's toughness. I mean, I love Washington. He's a tough SOB. But I would have got a healthy Jermel Lewis. Did that go into the consideration, too? Because that guy would be way high on the list in pure talent. Yeah. He's tough to bring down. Yes, he was. Tom Kaker, enjoy the fourth, Tom. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you coming on. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks. Good to talk to you, Tom Kicker, HawkeyeReport.com. That's kind of a fun exercise to do. And I like the fact that they got, you know, the four of them together. Mm Mm-hmm. So will uh, will Lysakow use this at the register? Do oh, you I'm going to guess so. Yeah, Tom vacation for like three weeks. I yeah, think I saw must have built up a lot there. Yeah. But yeah, Tom said they're all kind of releasing it in kind of their own forum. Scott's Good. already wrote something at the Athletic about it, so that'll be up there. And uh, yeah, everyone kind of using it for their own venture. But two part podcast series and. Be a fun one over the fourth. If you're making a drive, yeah. looking to kill some time, there's a good one to pop in. All right, uh, right now, 284-5966, 284-5966. We will give four of our listeners an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. Again, if you have not participated in this contest in the last 30 days, that means you can play. If you're getting a ring, you're in. 284-5966. Claxons Barbecue Giveaway is next. Miller and Condon coming back with that on 14. 60 KXNO and one keep out of reach of children. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds field consulting services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. And our marketing and communication services can help you promote your facility business. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you and your... Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renter's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at renter's warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renter's warehouse guy, he lets renter's warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday 
to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renner's Warehouse Guy lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY Guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renner's Warehouse Guy, he sleeps soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free rental price analysis at renterswarehouse.com today. That's renterswarehouse.com today or call 515-528-4429. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowa since 1993, from basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects. Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at Wolf Baseball Life. And welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Claxton's Barbecue, they're at 3131 H Street Southwest in Altoona. Andy and the group over there in business serving barbecue for 25 years in Altoona. You can find them online, Claxon, Claxon, BBQ.com. The menu, the hours, etc. ClaxonBBQ.com. Steve, Troy, Shane, and Jim, in that order, will give you four games prop and a tiebreaker whoever gets the most right gets a $35 gift certificate the runner up 25 Steve is first hello Steve how are you great how are you guys good uh game three tonight in the Stanley Cup final Tampa Bay is at Montreal lightning or habitants who do you want the Montreal taking Montreal going on a limb Milwaukee at Atlanta game six tomorrow must win for the Hawks pick them who do you want Atlanta or or Milwaukee uh go with the home team Atlanta taking Atlanta the Cubs and the Reds have a three-game set in Cincy this weekend who will win the series Always got to root against the Cubs. We'll take the Reds. <laughs> Reds for you. Joey Chestnut, over or under 71 and a half hot dogs in the whatever it's called contest? <laughs> uh, we'll go under. Under 71 and a half hot dogs for Joey Chestnut. Uh, here's the tiebreaker, Steve. Royals and Twins this weekend. It's a three game series. They will combine to hit how many home runs? Closest without going over. Three games, you said? Three games, sir, yes. Uh, We'll go eight. Eight for you. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. Uh, Troy is next with Miller and Condon. Hi, Troy. Great show, guys. Thank you, Troy. Tampa or Montreal, game three tonight? Tampa. Milwaukee, Atlanta, game six tomorrow. Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Cubs-Reds, who wins the three-game set in Cincy? Cincinnati. Joey Chestnut, over or under 71 and a half hot dogs? Just under 71 and a quarter. 71 and a quarter. Just can't get that last bite down. Uh, Tiebreaker, Troy. Uh, Twins, Royals, combined home runs this weekend. Three-game series in KC. Four home runs. Four home runs. Thank you, Troy. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Shane is next. Hello, Shane. 
Good afternoon. Good, good, good afternoon. Morning. Good morning. Yeah, for a few more minutes. Uh, Tampa Bay or Montreal yeah. in Game 3 tonight? Who are you going to take? Uh, Tampa Bay. Milwaukee or Atlanta, Game 6 tomorrow? Uh, let's go with the Hawks. Uh, Cubs-Reds, who wins the three-game set in Cincinnati? Uh, the Reds. Joey Chestnut, over under 71 and a half hot dogs. Uh, let's go over. Over. Uh, tiebreaker, closest without going over. The Twins and the Royals will combine to hit how many home runs this weekend in a three-game series? Five. Five it is. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, and Jim brings it to a close. Hi, Jim. Hi there. Uh, Tampa Bay or Montreal tonight? Tampa Bay. Milwaukee, Atlanta tomorrow. Milwaukee. Cubs, Reds, who wins the three-game series? Let's go Cubs. Joey Chestnut over under 71 and a half dogs. Let's go under. Under for you. Twins, Royals combined to hit how many home runs this weekend? Let's go five. Five it is. Jim, thank you. Have a good weekend. All right. Thank you. Yep, appreciate it. I uh, appreciate Claxons, 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. Joey Chestnut, for point of reference, mm-hmm. ate 75 of those buggers last year. That was a record. The year before it was 71. Oh, was it? 74. Oh, you found some. The year previous, 72, uh-huh. 70. That's what he's done over the <laughs> last five years. Uh, six years ago is when he lost as Matt Stoney won it with the upset. 62. That was and has never one. been seen from since. Right. right. I mean, the muster belt was in his hands for a year, but it came roaring back. Hmm. You can Chester. bet on this, I think, in some states. I don't know if we can. It's I don't know point. if we would want to. Well, of course we'd want to. Why wouldn't we? I guess, right? It's Sat on a coin flip in the Super Bowl. Guilty. You're right. <laughs> Done it a time or two. It's the most popular bet. Isn't that wild? It really is. And you're laying odds. Yeah. Now, some places it's like minus 102. Sure, but very little. But, but you're still yeah. laying a price yeah. on the embodiment, a well, coin flip. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Going to see fireworks? We will. By the way, Prairie's always got... Hey, just, just real quick on Prairie Meadows. Yeah. They have really two really tremendous nights of horse racing. If you go once a year, mm-hmm. go tonight or tomorrow, whenever the fireworks is. Okay. They got a horse that ran the Kentucky Derby run here this year. Some of the best jockeys in the world. It's their festival of racing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's tonight and tomorrow night, but tonight I think is unbelievable. Uh, so That's if you don't cool. have anything to do. Uh, so where are your fireworks? Uh, neighbors doing it one night. Yeah. And then we'll go to Des Moines Golf and Country Club. And Oh, uh, do they do a good one? Yeah. Always have one. They have some rides and stuff set up for kids. So good. always a fun time out yeah, there. Nice. Well, enjoy it. How about you? Um, nothing. Going to watch fireworks. I don't Hanging in the basement. Yeah, I think probably will. Maybe will you drive a... somewhere to see the fireworks? No, or just no, out, out on the deck? No, no, no. Yes, just outside. Figured. Good enough. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, no local program, uh, programming on Monday. Saturday morning pregame is here tomorrow morning at 8. Fanatics at one. Uh, Fanatics at 3. Murph and Andy at 1. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.